Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Amen, amen. So um, when I was asking the Lord about what to teach on for this week, you know, I was kind of asking him, like, okay, I'm like, do I do, like, you know, a typical, like, Mother's Day message, you know, kind of on the nose? Should I talk about mothers? Should I talk to the mothers? And so I was just asking him. So I just stopped for a minute, and I was just standing in the middle of my house. I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? And I said, do you want me to talk to the mothers? And he's like, I want you to talk to everyone. I said, okay, well, what do you want me to say? And then immediately, I just began hearing, like, words, like, bold words and bold phrases, like, words like authority, boldness, um, lift up your head, victory, breakthrough, like, just all of these really, really strong, exhorting, encouraging words, just, I mean, they were just piercing my heart, my mind, everything, and it just got me really stirred up, and so I'm like, so I'm like, okay, I'm like, Clearly the Lord is, is speaking something to this. So I couldn't help but think, all right, God, I'm like, I'm going to go in that direction. And I'm believing that we're all going to walk out of here feeling like warriors. So here we go, okay? Today I want to talk to you about living a lifestyle of breakthrough. Can you say breakthrough? Breakthrough. Come on. Um, and a lifestyle of breakthrough to me is just us responding in obedience to what God has already promised us. Amen. Um, you can live this lifestyle if you're willing to yield and to change um, and to shift when it's needed, when the Lord is kind of pulling you in that, that direction. And what's so funny is I feel like there's a lot of times where a lot of us, we're okay and we ask the Lord with God changing our circumstances and our situations. But when it comes to changing us, we're like, eh. You know what I mean? We, could, we do all the prayers and we're like, God, can you change this or my bank account or my bills or my this or my that? But the lifestyle of breakthrough comes when we are open to the Lord changing what is in here, how we perceive things, how we believe of what he's going to do on the other side of our obedience. So I want us to be able to um, come out of place of finding ourselves in the same patterns and we're not seeing any breakthrough. So I believe that there's an invitation from the Lord. Um, I know this can be like a buzzword in church culture or a buzz phrase of the wind of change, but I just kept hearing that really strong in my spirit for us to say yes and embrace the wind of change that the Lord not only wants to do with us corporately and how we believe, but also within our hearts to be able to yield and say yes when he's calling us to step into a new season. And I feel like for many um, that there's areas where the enemy um, has robbed our hope or has robbed our peace. And I want you to ask yourself if you have maybe replaced those things with um, just different types of coping mechanisms or other ways to, um, to kind of satisfy or to kind of put the emotions and the feelings and everything at bay. Because hoping, coping is not breakthrough, okay? Adjusting to your situation is not breakthrough, Settling in and being like, okay, this is what's happening, so I'm just going to kind of settle in here and accept this as my lot. It might feel like it. You're like, this, at least I'm at peace. That's not breakthrough. Let me tell you what breakthrough is. Breakthrough is moving through and advancing, not settling. Breaking through is creating a breach and shattering what is in front of you. Does that sound like adjusting 
to the mountain? Does that sound like adjusting to the experience? No. It's time to break through. We need to step through. We should be breaking through barriers and not settling. So I want to encourage you, if you have found yourself in a season where you're adjusting to the circumstance that's around you, or like, I know this isn't the fullness. I know this isn't all that God has for me, but this is just where I'm at. And you start to kind of just begin to settle. But I want to release the spirit. I want to awaken the spirit of breakthrough that's within you to not settle and adjust to what's around you, but to press through and advance, okay? Advance. That is, that is our portion. That is our inheritance, to advance to the next thing that the Lord has. He takes us from glory to glory. He doesn't keep us in the same thing. And the world will continue to offer us um, promises of breakthrough but, breakthrough, but they are counterfeit and they're cheap. And they're imitations, and it causes us to settle. And anything that is a counterfeit will not last. So all of these things that you might be leaning into um, to, uh, to cause you just to feel a, a, a temporary peace in a situation, it's not going to last. You need to recognize the breakthrough anointing that is on the inside of you. So today, I want to, uh, to encourage you to come out of a lifestyle of, se of, uh, of settling with things and saying yes to temporary things that might fix or numb your pain so you can live a lifestyle of true breakthrough and holiness. Does that sound good? Isn't that a life you want to live filled with breakthrough and holiness where you're the one that's affecting the atmosphere around you and not the other way around of that thing coming? But if you don't, um, if you don't believe that breakthrough is possible, you're most likely not going to see it. If you don't believe that breakthrough is possible, you're most likely not going to see it. There's a scripture, I forgot to look it up, but in Proverbs where it talks about, uh, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. There's something to where the Lord, I mean, the Lord tells us to renew your minds. We need to step into a mentality of breakthrough because our thoughts and our mentality of circumstances will define our destiny they will define what happens and where the Lord takes us in the future. So I'm like, what are you believing about your circumstances? What kind of pathways are you creating within your mind and within your thought process that is leading? Is it leading you to more despair and grief or is it leading you to breakthrough? I've, um, I read this really good book. I've, I talk to everybody about it. It's called Victorious Emotions by Wendy Backlund. And it talks about how you can create pathways in your mind, through your beliefs, in the ways that you think. So if you think of a, of a dirt road or something, or, you know, I just, I don't know, I always picture a forest and a path. If it hasn't been walked, you know, it's what it is. But as people begin to walk through it more and more, they begin to create a path, right? I said this morning, if, if I walked long enough on this carpet back and forth, you're going to begin to see, like, where I was, right? You're going to begin to see a path. That's the same way with creating your thoughts and your beliefs in your mind are going to create a pathway that's going to cause you to, uh, to, to partner with what that is, and then your actions are going to begin to represent that. So if you keep partnering and believing in despair or fear or worry or this isn't going to work or disappointment, all of these thoughts and all of these things, we need to shift our language, but I'm just saying like all of these thoughts and all of these things, those are going to begin to define your destiny, and then you can ask yourself, man, why am I still in this place? It might be the way that you're believing about things. 
It might be the way that you're processing things. Your mindset matters, and we can't just sit around and wait for breakthrough, but we have to co-labor with the Lord. We have to partner with him. The scriptures say to knock, seek, and ask, right? It's not just sit around and wait, and I think that's a mindset that the church has picked up of like, God is good. He's going to let the thing fall in my lap. And so I'm just going to wait. And that creates lazy Christianity. we got a lazy bride that isn't willing to co-labor and step into what the Lord is wanting us to do, okay? Breakthrough. We need to partner with the Lord to experience this lifestyle of breakthrough. I want to read this scripture, uh, Mark 5, 25 through 34, whenever you got that. Um, it says, and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. That sounds awful. If you're a woman, Jesus. And she, she had suffered uh, much under many, she had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but she, rather she grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Come on, say, touched his garment. For she said, if I even touch his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the, the, the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out of him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. In this story, um, for I'm sure a lot of you know just the history of what, um, if a woman was dealing with an issue of blood, anything that she touched, places she sat, any man that she touched, any person, they were, they were considered unclean as well, just like her. But what I love about this story is the fact that she touched Jesus. And the woman did not make Jesus unclean. But he made her clean. So he didn't adapt to her issue, but the issue responded to the breakthrough power of Jesus Christ. She positioned herself for breakthrough. She knew, she heard this man, I know if I just touch him, I will receive the breakthrough power that is needed. That is, that is needed within me. And I love it because I feel like we can come to a place right now where we can stop and say, who is influencing who in the situations that we face in our life? Is your struggle influencing your peace? Or is the breakthrough anointing that is within you the one that is taking over and saying, no, not today. This is not my portion. I'm going to walk in peace. I'm going to walk in strength. And I'm going to walk in joy. And what's crazy, and this is what happens every time. So in this story, the enemy, the enemy does what, what he does right after she receives her breakthrough, right? Um, so Jesus says, who touched me? And immediately the enemy, what? He brought shame. And she becomes overwhelmed and overcome with fear, and she begins to tremble. This is right after her breakthrough. 
the enemy with his stupid self comes in, starts making her fearful, starts bringing all that shame. This woman's already dealt with shame for 12 years. She's dealt with rejection. She's dealt with hurt. She's not been received from anyone. She's lost everything because of this issue. So she receives her breakthrough, and then the enemy's like, you weren't supposed to do that. She broke the protocol. She broke whatever. But this is my thoughts on this. Now, this is just my opinion, okay? I was processing this with the Lord, and I just, I highly doubt that Jesus didn't know who touched him. It makes me think of like, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden, and he's like, where are you? I'm like, he knew where those fools were at, right? I'm like, he knows everything. So it just made me think of that. I'm like, he's like, who touched me? Jesus, you knew who touched you. You know what I mean? Like, but I believe what happened here is this is a moment where Jesus, the healer, created an opportunity of inner healing for her to be able to step out, release her shame, and receive the Father's blessing of healing and peace. So not only was the Lord healing her physically, he created an opportunity for her to be healed in her heart. So you already know that the enemy will come full force when you receive a breakthrough, right? I've never, I, I said this this morning, I've never liked the phrase, the like new levels, new devils, because I don't know, it just, if you, if you say it, that's fine, but it just feels a little bit more devil focused to me. Um, but, because the, but the, the reality is the enemy does come to steal, to steal, kill, and destroy. I know that. But what I see in the midst of adversity or when the enemy is trying to rob us of our breakthrough, it's, to me, it's not new levels, new devils or whatever. It's an opportunity for, to go from glory to glory. So what happens is when the enemy comes in and tries to bring this shame, tries to bring whatever, it could easily revert us back to what we used to be. And that's what the enemy tried to do to her, right? She had already lived a life of shame and, and feeling rejected. She gets her breakthrough, and what happens? She goes right back into fear and trembling. The enemy tries to bring her right back. But what's so beautiful is Jesus shows us here quickly how he responds, and he recognizes those who are drawing from his gifts, and he will stretch out his hand to pull you out of it. He felt it. He perceived someone is pulling on my gift of breakthrough. Someone is pulling on my gift of healing. Someone is pulling on my gift of love and, and deliverance. Someone is pulling on this, and he recognizes this. And I feel like he, he could have healed her and, like, just kept on walking, right? He was on his way to, to do another miracle in this story. But I believe that the Lord in his goodness and his kindness, he wanted her to not, not only walk in a breakthrough of healing physically, but he broke off shame that this woman carried for 12 years. And <laughs> the really cool part is, and he acknowledged her faith in front of everyone, in front of everybody. What will that do for somebody who deals with shame and guilt and has never been accepted when you have Jesus, the healer, coming in and affirming and saying, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace you are healed and made whole. So I just want to ask, is your heart positioned for breakthrough right now? Or is it positioned in, in fear or in, in satisfying selfish desires or whatever it is? Because if it is, it may be the reason why you're seeing the same results over and over again. Is your heart positioned 
for breakthrough? Or are you like walking in, the, in your own 12-year-old bleeding journey? That's not meant for you. That is not meant for you. We weren't designed or created to just survive. Amen? Even in the midst of, of, uh, of daily tasks and mundane things and the routine of life, we were created to carry the breakthrough power of the living God in every moment where we experience his favor, his strength, his peace, and his joy. That is the way that we are meant to live. Come on. Um, I want to read First John real quick. First John 5, 4 through 5. It says, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What does it say? Our faith. Who is, who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? First John, I want to read it again in the Passion because it's freaking awesome. You see, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So who are the world conquerors defeating its power? Those who believe. <laughs> Those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So it's through believing in Jesus that we are called the ones who overcome. That sounds like breakthrough to me, right? I Say, I'm an overcomer. Say it like an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Come on. Ah, if you find it hard to remain in a lifestyle of an overcomer and of breakthrough and believing that Jesus is who he says he is, and you keep finding yourself getting caught up in a lifestyle of grief or of worry, of anger, what could be causing this outcome? I'd like to submit to you once again that this is most likely a wrong belief. And what happens, belief turns into actions. So if you have wrong beliefs, you're going to start acting like a fool. Your beliefs will turn into actions. Remember, your actions don't define your identity. I'm not saying that. Your actions don't separate you or break covenant with Jesus. I'm not saying that. But I do believe we can come to a crossroads within seasons where we can create a distance between us and the Lord. No separation but I think we can create a distance. And this is a picture that the Lord had shown me. I was thinking about me and Jimmy and us being married. We are in covenant, right? Jimmy and I are in a union. It's unbreakable. There's no separation. But I can begin to become distant. I can begin to become cold to him. I can begin to ignore him. So how would I do this? With my beliefs about our union, and then that's going to lead me to actions that begin to create a distance. So now I am shortchanging myself from the benefits of the union. Okay? Now I'm shortchanging myself from the benefits of the covenant. To me, it's the same way with the Lord. The union will never be broken, but the heart can grow cold. Okay? The union will never be broken, but the heart can go cold. The heart can feel defeated, and that's what leads to the actions of the former self and not walking in the resurrection power of Jesus. Does this make sense? The Lord wants to turn a bleeding bride into a bride of breakthrough. I don't want you shortchanging uh, short yourself of what your union with Christ can be like. Christ is our breakthrough. Christ is the victor. Christ is breakthrough. And if he is alive within, within the inside of us, we, that's our identity. That is our portion. 
to walk in a lifestyle of breakthrough. But are there things and are there beliefs about situations that cause you to feel distant from that truth? And then you start stepping over into grief and you start stepping into worry and fear and all of those things. I'm telling you, like, I just feel like there's something that we need to start stepping into. Even in worship, when we were, um, I, I felt the strength of the Lord. I don't know if anybody felt the shift in the atmosphere, but I felt the strength of the Lord. It was like I saw, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen um, Jesus, like, I've heard people, you know, talk about the, the rider on the white horse and all that. I've never seen Jesus on a horse, and I saw him this morning on a horse, like, going back and forth in this room, and I mean, valiant, like, with an armor, full shield, full helmet, full everything, with a long sword in his hand, and I just saw him going just back and forth, back and forth in this room, and all I kept feeling, and, it, and all I kept feeling in my spirit was this strength from the Lord, where the enemy comes in, like I said, he's the overcomer, the battle is his, he is the one who fights it for us, but there is something to receiving that victory as ours, and I think it's our beliefs that cause us to not feel or to not experience or step into us being overcomers. Does that make sense? We are, we are the ones, we are, I said it this morning, we are living, breathing, talking, walking carriers of breakthrough. Because we have Jesus, the one who overcomes the world. So I want to ask you, with where you are right now, is what you're doing and your pursuit of the Lord, your beliefs, are they drawing from the gifts of God and causing him to stop in his tracks? Are we doing it as a church, as the resting place? Is the Lord like, whoa, I can feel the resting place drawing from my gifts and it's causing me to stop and say, okay, what is happening here? And he's going to begin to release even more of his peace, his power, his, his glory, his fire. I believe that he can say that over the, over the Tampa Bay region. If we are, is he coming to a place where he's on his way and the Lord is moving all throughout the earth, but he feels something drawing from his strength, from his power, and it's the bride of Tampa Bay and the church saying, Father, right here we are activating our faith right now and we are partnering with your breakthrough spirit, Lord, and we are saying, come here and come and do it now. Release revival here. Awaken our hearts here. And he's like, whoa, something is pulling on me. Something's pulling on my gift. And he's like, whoa, it's Tampa Bay. It's the resting place. Come on, we can step into this breakthrough authority. And this isn't like a, I don't know, this isn't a motivational speech, guys. This is reality. This is truth. We need to walk in this in everything that we do, everything that we step into. And I think we just need to change our language a little bit. We need to change our mindset. We need to quit complaining about things. And I'm, I'm speaking to myself, too. I've complained about things. I've complained about church and about friends and family and relationships and, you know, the city and whatever. And I want to step out of this place of, of, of bickering and of complaining and, and like, God, why? And this, this, that. Let's change our language as a body of Christ together, full of faith and saying, God, you can do anything. You are the God of the impossible. And if I can believe for breakthrough, I know that I'm going to see it happen. Come on, if we ask in his name, he's going to do it, right? He doesn't lie. 
He doesn't lie. So I just really, really, really feel that there's just a, a victory to be had for your situation, for each person in this room, and for you to change your perspective and saying, God, is what I'm doing right now, is the place that I'm in right now drawing from your gift of breakthrough and like letting it stir up within me? There's a co-laboring that has to happen. There's a co-laboring that has to happen. Remember I said it's not going to just happen. For some seasons it may. There's some seasons where God just shows up and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know I needed that. Yes. But I feel like there's something with laboring, co-laboring with the Lord when you are building together. When you are working towards, uh, you know, towards your destiny and you're, you're fighting for your family and you're doing all of these things, there's, there's a beautiful gift that the Lord gives us as overcomers to step into it, to step out of old beliefs and old mindsets and old actions and all of these things and to step into freedom. Amen? I just, so I, I want to stand up. I want to pray over you this morning. I want us just to receive, receive this from the Lord, and I want there to be just a, a little bit of a heart posture change when it comes to seeing ourselves as overcomers. And I know it's hard, and life happens. Things happen. Things that stir up emotions. Pain is real. Uh, depression is, all of these things are real, these things that come. Life comes, but I think is what happens is how we respond to them. How do we respond to them? What truth are we partnering with and agreeing with when we come to these situations that want to steal our breakthrough? What are we believing? Maybe that's something you can ask yourself right now. If there's been an area in your life, like I said, whether it's something that's been not great or whether you're like, man, I'm actually feeling like just the windows of heaven open over me and I'm experiencing all this blessing and favor. There's always more. Keep your heart positioned for breakthrough in every season, on the mountain, in the valley, everything in between. Keep your heart positioned for breakthrough. So Father, right now, Lord, we just, we just yield to you, Father. That we're not going to be ones who ask, can you please change my situation and my circumstance? But the new question being, or the new prayer being, God, teach me. Change what's in my heart. Why am I partnering with fear in this? Why am I, why am I, why am I partnering with guilt in this? Just give all your questionings to the Lord. Oh, man, and he is so faithful. Pull on his gift. Pull on the gift of his love. Touch his garments. What the woman did when she was doing that, when she broke through the crowd, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, a performance. It wasn't striving. It wasn't based on works. It was her faith. Her faith made her whole. Sometimes you need to press through some things. Sometimes you need to break through some things. Sometimes you need to come out from the norm or what you normally used to do or what you're familiar with to see the breakthrough. But look at what's on the other side. 
the promise to overcome. If you believe, he said, I have overcome the world. And he has made us overcomers because we believe that he is who he says he is. So I just want to, I don't know, I just, I feel like this the need just to prophesy breakthrough right now over families. I want you just to begin, if you could just pray with me, just begin to pray in the spirit. Father, I just thank you, Lord Jesus, for your breakthrough power right now over families, God. I know this is Mother's Day, Father, but we step into it, Lord, and we just take authority right now over anything that the enemy would try to rob and steal from our families, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for reigniting a passion within husbands and wives, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for, uh, for the salvation of those who have been believing for their kids to come to know you, Lord God. We just say, let your breakthrough power come in. I said it this morning as well. You might need to pray for your children. You might need to be the one with the breakthrough um, authority over your kids because your kids may be tired. Your kids may be weary and hurting, especially if they're teens. There's so much going on, so we need to step in as the voice of breakthrough, as the one the Lord has given us family to steward. So let's just begin to step into the overcoming spirit, the overcoming reality that we have the authority to walk in. So Father, I just thank you, Lord Jesus, for mending hearts. And I say right now, Lord, even as you healed physically, that you would heal emotional pain right now, Lord Jesus. We believe that you are the healer of our bodies and of disease, and you are also the healer of hearts. You are the healer of wounds. You are the healer of trauma, Lord God. And for those who are feeling defeated, I say, come up and out of that defeated position right now. The Lord gave me this word specifically for you, and he said boldness. He said lift up your head. He said victory. He said breakthrough. He said sound mind. I just want to exhort you, and I want to remind you of the gifts that the Lord has given you. If you are feeling defeated, come out of it right now in Jesus' name. You might need to prophesy that over yourself. Say, I'm done feeling defeated. I'm done with this defeated heart. I'm done creating a distance between me and the Lord. But I'm going to access the full benefits of my union with the God of breakthrough right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, for the gift that you give us. And you do it all with so much love, Father. You do it with so much kindness and so much patience, Father. Oh, Father, we receive your kindness. We receive your love and your patience. Your patience that you have that we, if we need to be patient with ourselves sometimes or we need to be nicer to ourselves sometimes. Oh, man, but don't live in defeat. Don't live in defeat. Don't feel that I need to adjust to this. This is just how it's always been since I was a kid. This is how it's been for the last 8, 9, 10, 12 years. No, it's time to step out in faith. You are the one who has the influence over the atmospheres that are around you. You are the one. You are the one that can shift it. The Lord has given you the spirit of breakthrough to shift and to break barriers and to advance into what he has next for you. So I just break off the tiredness and the weariness. For some of you feel like I've just been fighting the same old thing over and over and over again. I'm telling you, let this be a convicting word. What are you believing? 
What are you saying? Maybe even saying that needs to change. You're always like, yeah, I'm going to come pray, but it's just going to happen again. Change your language. And let it begin to change your beliefs. This is a kingdom principle, guys. Change your language. Begin to prophesy. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. What are you saying? What are you speaking over your situations? What are you speaking over your city? What are you speaking over your family, over your career, over your spouse? Oh, God, let us step into a lifestyle of victory and breakthrough. And let it all be done with by our obedience and a knowing that you are good and you are faithful, Lord. Oh, we just thank you, Father. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Jesus. God, if we could just, just pray for a minute. I just want to stay in this just for like another couple minutes. Can you pray, church? Come on, just pray. We're going to step into this breakthrough. I want you to learn how to pray like a breaker. Come on, let's just pray. Pray. It doesn't even need to be loud, but let it be something. Let it. Let there be a conviction in what you're saying and knowing, man, something. What I'm saying is doing something. What I'm saying is actually shifting things. Just begin to pray in the spirit. Let that begin to stir up. You are a house of prayer. Begin to stir up that gift again. Oh, I just break off the fear of praying. I break off the fear or the, the not liking your own voice. I break that off right now in Jesus' name. Oh, man. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We honor your presence in this room right now. We honor your freedom, Lord. We honor you. We honor you, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, 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 you are worthy, Father. We love you, we love you, we love you, Lord. Oh, God, I pray that Tampa Bay would be set free, Father. That Tampa Bay would be set free, Lord. That hearts would be healed, bodies would be healed, God. Because the breaker stepped in and said, hey, you're an overcomer. Hey, let me show you the truth. Hey, let me tell you who Jesus is. Oh, God, let our city be set free, not by people who sit and wait for it to happen, but for those who are willing and ready to co-labor with you, God. You are worth every cost, every sacrifice, Lord Jesus. We cry out for the more all the time, but what does the more look like? What is the more requiring of you? What is the more requiring from you? Don't just pray, God, I want more, I want more. And then when he says it, you don't want to step into it. God, what do you want from us, Lord? How can we move your heart, Father? Not coming from a place of works, but coming with faith, saying, Lord, I believe that you want to move in this region. I believe that you want to move in my family, God. How can I partner with you in faith, Lord? What can I step into? What do I need to step out of, Father? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you for your strength, Lord. We thank you for your strength, God. This is just a moment of just teaching you 
that you can have what you say. Activate it. The Lord hears you. The Lord hears you. The Lord hears you, and he is moved by your faith. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, I want you to declare this, and for some they may feel like, I'm not going to say it because I don't feel it and I don't believe it. Well, I'm going to stand in with you, and I will agree for you. That's what family does. So I want you to say, I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Jesus. Come on, say it again. I am an overcomer. <laughs> because I believe God is who he says he is. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. Can you just thank him this morning? Thank you, Father, that we don't have to leave this place weary or heavy. We don't have to live a lifestyle like that, God. But we can live just with so much joy and freedom. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Aren't you glad to know Jesus? <laughs> Aren't you glad to have him in your life that you never have to know life without him? Oh, man, I'm so grateful. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Oh, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.